Hi, I'm Josie. This is my podcast now. This is Coming In Without Context. I'm the guest, and Hope and Dylan are also here. But Hope is going to leave this episode. I'm starting the conversation with Dylan. She's going to jump back in like 15, 20 minutes. Cool. See you guys. <laughs> I hope. Bye. Bye, Hope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You, Dylan, you told me that I was allowed to be jokey. So I came up with a, a topic that could be jokey or not, depending on which direction we take this in. And the topic right. is the next step in human evolution. Oh, dear. Yeah. It, uh, we actually started kind of talking about that in hopes. And it took, it took everything in me not to start like saying things that I was like, pre- that I had prepared for this one. Um, <laughs> but so my first question is, what do you think the logical next step in human evolution is? So like, what is logistically the next like traits we could develop? Logistically. All right. Yeah. Like um, realistically, this is the non-jokey part. Actually. So I took in high school, I took a class on biotechnology. Interesting. Um, and part of that course was focusing on sort of this, you know, um, like genetics, right? Mm-hmm. And there's the the huge discussion right now. <laughs> this sounds pretentious to say, but in the biotech world, there's a huge discussion <laughs> um, of designer babies, right? Like it, this oh was a, a big thing. Dylan, this is exactly what we were talking about with Hope before you came into the last one. Okay. Okay, so we're, we might be rehashing material here. You can, like, say what you were going to say, though. Yeah, so so designer babies, right? You could you can um, edit some genes. So I guess yeah. the logical next step wouldn't be anything as drastic as completely altering how the human form, but, mm-hmm. but maybe something like eliminating uh, genetic diseases permanently although that's kind of that's kind of a touchy subject for for people um, yeah but then also like you could you, you might ch- like adjust the average height of the human race or eye color oh, or got it and i'm thinking i'm thinking down the line like i think uh have you seen gattaca i i asked hope the exact same question in the last podcast <laughs> um, she had not i have um yeah so yeah i, I know exactly I, I what think, you mean I think the sixth finger thing is, is, and actually, oh, speaking on that. <laughs> Wait, sorry, hold sorry. on, hold um, on, hold on. It's been a while since I've seen Gattaca. Is there a sixth finger thing in Gattaca? Yeah, the, the pianist. It's not like, it's not like a focus. Oh my God, you're right. The movie, but the pianist has a sixth finger to play, to play better. That's and actually, sick. That's really cool. Josie, I don't know. I don't know if you've seen this, but on Reddit, there was a post going around. Scientists um, gave participants a sixth thumb like an extra thumb on a six on, thumb on as, like along with our other five thumbs yes no no <laughs> a, a, a six finger which is a thumb going the yeah. other way um, oh my god and, they, and after like a like 20 minutes of training um it was operated using like foot pedals which is kind of clumsy. okay right? that's i not, that's not i practical, was gonna call bs on your on your thing so i was like scientists did not give people a sixth finger on each hand but if it yeah, was no, like, no, it's, like it's, a machine it's, yeah, yeah, it's it's a okay. bionic, it's a bionic <laughs> thumb. Um, but but they were able, they were able to like proficiently use it to hold and a hold a cup of like a, a coffee and stir a spoon with one hand. Wow, like that—that's that, really that's cool. the level of 
of proficiency. So like it, it does, definitely has limitations. Like it was mainly used for holding objects, right? As a, as like a a base yeah. um, rather than doing dexterous um, activities. But yeah, mm-hmm. we're we're getting there. Yeah, that is interesting. I yes, I think that's a good that's a good thing for my next topic I want to bring up. But I'm not. I'm gonna leave that for a little bit because I want to stay on like logical next steps. Sure. I have uh, crowdsourced this topic a little bit to some of the people that I've interacted with over the last couple of days. Mary, our friend Mary, she thinks that the next logical step in evolution is going to be something that helps us deal with the changing climate. Mm. So if, you know, climate change goes unchecked, which at this rate it probably will, humans evolving certain traits to help us, you know, survive in an increasingly volatile like weather situation. Right. So my initial reaction to that is it's not great if that's the only plan we have to deal with climate change because <laughs> it kind of implies that we've already accepted our fate, right? Like we're just not yeah. going to do anything about fixing yeah. the climate. We're just going to focus on our survival instead. So like that's not great. But if it's if it's just a backup plan, you know, that's interesting. Well, you're you're interpreting this as us like actually doing something. You actually did this originally too, where your not less logical step was very man-made. True. Um, yeah. which is an interesting perspective because this entire time I've been thinking like more along the lines of billions of years from now, like mm. natural evolution, what would happen? But I kind of like where you're taking it, where it's like, okay, the next logical step in human human evolution is going to be artificial. Right. Speaking to more to the natural evolution, I mean, humans are constantly developing. I think I heard, I didn't hear, I watched a video um, from a science YouTube channel, and they were talking about how a lot of, like, um, the functions we have in our body, like certain smaller organs and um, certain tr- traits we have are completely useless, right? Yeah, like our tailbone. Yeah, yeah, and or, or like, wisdom teeth, right? Yeah. But... Actually, this was really interesting. So speaking of like millions or billions of years in the future, <laughs> um, assuming climate change happens and like the ice caps melt, sea, sea levels rise. Ooh, I like where you're going with this. I keep thinking back to this book. It's a book series, young adult book series. I haven't read books since I was a young adult. It's called <laughs> Pendragon. Are you not still a young adult? I am. I mean, what, when does adult, adult, adult start? I guess I don't know. Anyway, maybe 21. Okay, so then in that case, yeah, <laughs> young adult, sure. Um, anyway, so the one, I don't know why I only remember this book in the series, but it was set in a world where human civilization had to move to floating cities because mm. the sea level had sub- completely submerged everything. Got it. Like there were no, no more land masses. So the cities, like these are fully developed cities mm-hmm. um, on like floating pontoons yeah like rafts basically yeah and and a huge industry had formed where people scuba divers would go down and to the seafloor and collect resources right oh like artifacts from the drowned cities and everything yeah but also like also even for agriculture if you don't have land anymore you can't do farming yeah i mean i'm sure you could have like dirt and stuff on the the rafts but the land ratio to population density is not going to yeah. line up so you, you can't you, you, you can't waste like, that space right right yeah. so you'd probably have to rely on like kelp farming or some kind of sea vegetation mm-hmm. 
And I think where you wanted me to go with this, also <laughs> developing gills, right? Yep. <laughs> being, able, being able to breathe underwater. I, I'm not sure if it's feasible, but but yeah, definitely humans would look completely different if if we had to yeah. adapt to sea life. Yeah. I don't think anything is infeasible given enough time. Because like everything on life developed from aquatic creatures, right? Mm-hmm. Every, did I say everything on life? Everything on Earth. uh so the idea that in theory we could go back to that i don't think it's completely out of this world again just give it enough time but wouldn't that be the evolution not necessarily if we go back to traits that we once had is that de-evolution because we're not evolving back into the creatures we were we're developing those traits again because they are now advantageous yeah you're right yeah like we're not turning back into fish or whatever yeah we're still we're still presumably retaining our quote-unquote intelligence and other features like opposable thumbs maybe hopefully what if we evolved away from opposable thumbs (laughs) wouldn't we develop like webbing between our appendages oh we could yeah like if you think about like the the fish man or like those aquatic humanoids Mm -hmm. that are in (laughs) sci-fi Yeah. And aren't there, aren't there like certain cultures or even just like small, like fishing towns where certain people can hold their like breath for longer because of like right. know, clamming or something where it's just yeah, because, absolutely. yeah, they've been able to like pass that on because by, by being able to hold their breath longer, they've been able to find more food and like pass that on. Mm-hmm. So it's maybe, maybe your thing isn't as far away as we think. Gills are a little a little bit more than that, but you know, I, I'm sure there's like a few communities that have that like evolutionary development. I'm thinking yeah. of like um, in the Philippines, where well, not obviously not just in the Philippines, but specifically in the Philippines, you know, that those those societies have that have that trait you're talking about. But also, like, have you've heard of free diving, right? Yeah, yeah, like that. That's definitely related to that. Where we're kind of we're almost forcing ourselves to evolve those traits in order to, like, for well, recreation and competition. But that's different than evolution because, like, a person training to hold their breath for longer, they're not going to pass that onto their kids because it's not something they were born with. It's something that they are learning to develop. Of course, someone who's better at it likely has like you know the genetic ability to hold their breath for longer like like higher lung capacity or something like that but that's not something you can train like it has it just has to be someone who was born with bigger lungs and happens to pass that on yeah no but that i think that's like more of a hand in hand thing right like like you were saying part of it um is definitely the the natural what you're born with genetics mm-hmm. right and ability um, but then the other half, I think there is there is certainly, I guess, potential, like room for how much you train yourself to to achieve that level. Mm-hmm. And I think like <laughs> you you kind of preface this this darker side, right? There's yeah. the, the the more serious stuff of like eugenics, where you kind of target certain things and you eliminate the individuals who don't have the results. Yeah. To bring it to bring it back to Gattaca, they didn't like the main character. He had like a heart disease and that kind of thing. Like eugenics, in theory, would eliminate uh, the reproduction of people that have right. are like genetically predisposed for those kinds of diseases. To transition to another possible 
future that I also crowdsourced. My my coworker Iris, I asked her this question. She had a really interesting answer where she thinks that humans are going to develop into several different species because we're going to colonize other planets and the environments of those planets are going to sort of create the the need for not the need but like they're going to develop help humans develop different differing traits to the extent that we become different species on these different planets. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting in a direction I didn't expect this to take. I think that's well obviously we we have no real world examples to point to, but yeah. I do think that future is problematic in that considering how troubled humanity is now <laughs> with racism and sexism, it's yeah. not going to be it's not going to be better for us if our species develops into m- numerous other species. No, I don't think it would be. Yeah, it's almost a given that if we um, like far out have developed into noticeably physically, physiologically different um, species on different planets, then I feel like it's inevitable that w- some wars or conflicts will occur, right? I mean, it's already happened. Not the, ex- the other planets thing, but, you know, just like war and conflict over differing appearances. Mm-hmm. But yeah, which is, you know, a consequence of all of this, like human evolution is, I, I'm, I'm tempted to cite X-Men, even though that's kind <laughs> of silly, <laughs> like any, in any situation where like people are developing traits that are more advantageous, there's going to be like conflict over like, are they the superior like humans are they an entirely different species this is something we also talked about with hope there's a lot of overlap between me and hope's conversations but um i was about to prompt with another one of the smaller questions but i don't want to do that as soon as hope gets in here hello hey hope (laughs) yeah um but yeah the development of other species on other planets there was the to talk about like some more specific examples i guess like she mentioned, if humans were to end up on a smaller planet with less gravity, we would likely evolve to have different like muscle and bone structure. Right. Uh, that would just be, you know, like easier and more advantageous in that particular environment. And there are plants where we don't even know what the environment could be like. And maybe it's traits that we can't even like predict at this point. My other question, which I think ties into your gills theory, is what do we hope the next traits will be? completely devoid of logic like what would you want humans to develop (laughs) as like our next trait just reflecting back on what i said in the world peace episode uh uh, having really terrible feet that no longer can wear shoes um so that every time they step it's very painful and thus they cannot fight which is an interesting theory and we've talked about this before and i listened to the last podcast and I like that you I like that you took this in that direction. But what about like just purely for fun? Like no logic behind it at all. I will go, I will go first to prompt, I suppose. I think it'd be really cool if humans could photosynthesize. I, I just want to thank you. I don't have another suggestion for saying that my idea had logic when it completely does not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, not logic, but like a reason why you think it would be good. Mm-hmm. I know that it's a silly thing, but like, and I suppose I like have some logical reasons for the photosynthesis thing too. Like obviously it would help with hunger and like food shortages if people could photosynthesize. It would also be really sick if everybody was green, which is likely what would happen if we could photosynthesize. 
And I just think in general, it would be pretty cool. I feel like the problem with that is that considering how our civilization and culture has developed, if we had that, the, someone would try and monopolize the sun somehow. Like we'd have to pay oh, for, interesting. for sun. But I think there's only one correct answer. And I mean that jokingly to your question. <laughs> and that is, of course, wings. Um, they could I be knew like that was coming up. <laughs> the traditional angel wings. Um, like ideally we'd still retain our arms as separate things and the wings would just got it so two extra appendages right right it might be annoying to maintain them you know like guys don't really have to deal with hair and stuff but i'm sure girls have a lot to say about like that the maintenance and care so just imagine like wings like having to take care of very expansive wings that are (laughs) like two times to three times your body length it would absolutely become a whole new section of like the beauty industry. Mm-hmm. Would different people have like feathers and some people would have like bat wings? And Well, like- I was going to bring this up from a purely, not from the aesthetic at all. Like, obviously this is super edgy to be like, I want bat wings, but I do think it would probably be more convenient because it's probably easier to take care of than like wings with feathers. Right. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And you'd be shedding everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you have some people have really tiny wings that are completely non-functional, but they just didn't get the full length arm wing. So it's just like their armpit has like a little bumblebee size wing attached. <laughs> I suppose in this scenario, I guess everyone would hopefully be born with like the right size wing, but it would be like, you know, arms. Some people aren't born with like one or both arms. And it's oh, just true. a thing that happens sometimes. So I guess in theory, you could be born and just not have wings or only have one or they really small and stunted but like that goes for any trait yeah our current technology could make up for that right like you could make well not not yet but <laughs> soon we'd be able to make like bionic wings along with like the bionic limbs which we're developing right now. so we don't even need to evolve we're just gonna achieve yeah. that someday with wings would we even be able to fly because like for birds the, the bones have to be like hollow and things like that <laughs> right yeah we'd have a lot of bone deficiencies <laughs> yeah a lot of arthritis a lot of broken Oof. bones way more broken bones probably. is it worth it do you think oh i was gonna say no yeah i would say it would be very fun um if it was <laughs> spontaneous at first but yeah. yeah definitely after a while the the trouble would outweigh the the fun, right? Actually, speaking on that, what are some traits, some human traits, which we currently possess, which you think we'd be better off without? Oh, interesting. An appendix. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's tough. Hair, maybe? Mm. Feet. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) We know hope. (laughs) (laughs) I was just saying it because I thought it would be funny. (laughs) I would like to to clarify that this podcast is not inherently anti-feet. <laughs> we do not hold the opinions of one of the hosts. It is yes. completely anti-feet. <laughs> oh, God. That's going to enrage some sneakerheads. <laughs> sneakerheads don't wear the sneakers they have. It's just for the collection. Yeah. You could collect sneakers without feet. Oh, true. That They might even be happier because no one would ever wear expensive to damage them. I don't know. I think we would have offended sneakerheads more by continuing to talk about this. <laughs> but anyway, any other like traits that you would want people to develop before we move on to like the little next subtopic? Oh, I forgot to bring up another, another, I asked another person about this. I asked Hillel and his immediate 
response was he thinks that people should have a third arm extending from uh, the middle of our backs. And when asked, well, well, he immediately, he goes like on our sides or on on our stomachs, which I had asked the same question. Weirdo Uh, back sleepers. (laughs) Hey, are you guys not back sleepers? No. Back sleeping is the healthiest for you. And I try to do it, but then I naturally just end up like on my stomach or my. Oh, anyway, (laughs) when I, I asked him, I was like, would it just extend straight out? Like like perpendicular to your back or would it kind of like reach up and over your head he clarified that it would ideally be flexible enough to be both i like the idea of it solely being used to turn your head side to side like our necks somehow become very very weak (laughs) just to turn your head not a not a use i had thought of but I guess in theory, there was also, he mentioned we could stand almost like a tripod if the arm was like extra long. So it would be really easy to rent. Like you wouldn't have to be like standing straight up all the time. Like you could put your arm down and sort of sit a little bit, which sounds kind of nice, honestly. Okay, this is kind of a tangent, but my biology teacher in high school said that the reason why ants were able to lift so much more weight than a human could a like percentage of like body to like yeah, yeah the weight yeah. is because that they're like tripedal like their legs they have six legs and it's because one like they're each in two sets of three that that's stronger than two which I mean would make sense for cameras and stuff so would our jaws become stronger in holding things up like an ant if we had these three arms <laughs> I think that's unrelated to the like the an ant has the stronger jaws along with the three legs because of the tasks it needs to complete as an ant. I forgot legs existed, so our arms could just be stronger. <laughs> I'm wondering why we'd want a well, obviously, you know, hands have fingers which can grasp things. Yeah. Why would we not instead just want a tail? Like a really beefy tail. Josie, you're not you're probably not gonna know this reference, but but Ojiro from My Hero Academia. He's, he's this character with a really muscular tail and it allows him to like jump around and stuff and he can like fight with it. Interesting. So it's more flexible than an arm would be. Yes. But it wouldn't be able to grasp things like it wouldn't have fingers. Can you wrap around stuff with it? Like a, like a, like a yeah. snake? Yeah. It depends on how long it would be, I guess, and how flexible, right? Like, it could wrap around if it was long enough. But but if it's, like, shorter and more muscular, then maybe it does not have that function. Mm-hmm. Not to make a funny joke realistic, but they've done tests where people get, like, a sixth finger. And eventually they view it as, like, part of their hand. And it allows them to grasp way more. Hope, is this the thing where they built a machine and the people control the sixth finger through a machine? I have no idea, but I think it was me like, and Dylan were talking about this before you came on. Hope, what you just said has caused a smile to creep across my face. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask the audience. I know there's not gonna be comments on like Spotify or anything. If anyone also thought that the first time Dylan said that, that he said cracked across his face, and I thought he was just mixing up the two sayings. To bring it back around to like evolution, um, if it's like everybody were to like evolve to develop these kinds of traits, then we wouldn't view it as like a weird, like superhero style thing. 
Like if suddenly everyone had a tail, not suddenly, but like we developed the tail, it wouldn't be strange. So I suppose for a little while, like traits come from mutations. Like there would be people that had it and people who didn't. Yeah. Do we think that humans will continue to evolve? And there are a couple, there are a couple reasons I bring that up, but I want to see where you guys take it and then I'll, I'll prompt a little more. Well, I think as we become more dependent on things like technology, it's kind of obvious that we're going to be forced to make, like things are going to change because like, obviously there's things we don't need. Mm -hmm. I don't know where I was going with that statement though. (laughs) (laughs) Can you repeat the question? (laughs) Um. This episode's chaotic. <laughs> this, it really, it's the closest thing to just like a casual conversation I think that you guys had. Sorry about this. Do we think that humans will continue to evolve? I mean, we we are constantly evolving, I guess. Fair, but uh, I guess know? my question is like evolve to an extent that we are right. notably different from how we are now. Well, first, obviously it depends on if we continue to exist Mm-hmm. Um, assuming that is the case, then, then yes, I think I think we will logically continue to evolve. I don't think um, there's a there's a thing which I first heard from my one of my professors. Um, it's that it's not about evolution's not about optimization. It's about being just sufficient enough. Right? <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's not great. It's not it's not a perfect process for us to spend nine months developing in our mother's womb, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and then once we're born, we're still completely vulnerable and useless. Right? Yeah. That's, that's not good for our species from an evolutionary aspect, but that's just how it is because it's good enough. I like the idea of describing evolution as good enough. <laughs> I think there's something inherently comedic in that. I'm glad that you brought up that if we continue to exist, because that's my biggest thing, where I don't think that humans are going to stick around for long enough to evolve with any amount of like real difference from what we are now. And I guess I'll let that hang in the air for a second. Yeah, rip the human race. <laughs> <laughs> kind of going back to a point from earlier that I wanted to talk about. Could you imagine if we actually grew back tails after losing them? Like we have tailbones. Some people can be born with tails still. That hope we just keep going back to conversations me and Dylan were having before you got here because we were talking about uh, gills and how like, you know, all life on Earth evolved from like aquatic life and whether or not it would be feasible to like redevelop those gills. I think that's a really similar thing where it just if it became advantageous again and someone, you know, who was born with a tail was able to pass on that trait. I think absolutely. Yeah, because we were just talking about how tails were one of the things we want to grow back. And tails were something that evolutionarily we got rid of. And I mean, mm-hmm. there are stories of kids being born with tails. because We do still have tail bones and all that. Yeah. So yeah. like, I wonder if that's actually a feasible thing that could happen, but our bodies have decided like, no, nah, we don't want this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's funny trying to think of like, in the context of like, oh, here are the evolutionary traits that we would want. There are some that aren't feasible. Like my photosynthesis thing, I don't think that's feasible. But like gills and a tail is technically stuff that not humans as a species. Like we evolved into like, you know, the human species after like ridding ourselves of those traits. But mm-hmm. our ancestors did have at one point. It's not completely out of the question to develop those things. Wings, I'm not sure. 
I think certainly not. if they were bat wings, you know, I feel like bird wings might not happen. They might not be in the picture for us. Yeah, it would have to be some sort of mammal with wings. I don't know. I, don't I mean, the, the military yeah. is definitely developing the technology to to create Falcon from <laughs> uh, Captain America. I'm glad you brought up Falcon so I didn't have to. But I mean, but that's still like bionic. That's not right. It's it's a mech suit, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, speaking of on that, this might also be rehashing previous conversation. But if we continue technology developing uh, as it is currently, mm-hmm. will we? Like, going back to your question of if we will continue to evolve, like, will we continue to evolve? Like, if we've created the technology to fill in the gaps and our creation of that technology is faster, much faster than evolution can, like, keep up with, right? Then we might just stop evolving because we've solved all of our problems with technology. I don't know about solving all of our problems, but being unable to reconcile with all the changes that are being happening, like happening around us in time to evolve around them. Like you were talking that in a previous episode that technology has been growing exponentially. Well, evolution doesn't happen exponentially. So all these things are happening around us and we can't really like fully adapt to them as they're happening because they're just going to keep happening faster and faster. And we are just going to develop slower. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think that technology and it's the way that technology helps us like deal with issues. I don't think that's going to prevent us from evolving because, yeah, I, I really don't think that technology will prevent us from evolving just because there's like, you know, technology will help us solve problems, but it's not going to, oh, I remember my point. The I think the only way that we really truly stop evolving is if we have a Gattaca style future to really bring this back around to both the beginning of this episode and the last one, where all like genetics and all like you know physical like attributes of a person are determined, you know, artificially. And in theory, like a sort of artificial evolution can happen because we can decide that certain traits are more advantageous and sort of change how you know the human race gets born but without that and I don't think that's a good future I don't think that we should do that to clarify but even if we continue to rely more and more heavily on technology we're still you know there's still mutations and there's still going to be mutations that are more advantageous because as Dylan said evolution is just sort of good enough and there is always going to be something that is slightly better yeah I mean I think in like genetic engineering and things like that, the it's it lacks creativity and spontaneity. Like most of the genetic engineering we're gonna do are gonna be like, oh, make our kids smarter, make our kids more muscular, make our kids more athletic. And yeah. you're gonna lose a lot of really creative things that evolution just kind of does by accident. Um, and a lot of people have said things like a lot of things we classify as disorders might not even be disorders. I think autism is cited the most in that. And like with genetic engineering and things like that, a lot of parents might choose not to have an autistic kid, but there's absolutely nothing wrong with being autistic. It's just another like thing that's just happened naturally. And in a lot of ways it can be for a lot of people, it's not any less than being human. I don't think it is any less than being human from someone who isn't autistic. It's just another like genetic blip that just happened because it happens. 
And so like, that's actually not to make it serious, but there are a lot of like populations like people with Down syndrome who have been talking to governments like, what, like, am I not good enough to continue surviving? Like as people can choose to abort people with Down syndrome and find that out early on and make those decisions. A lot of like people with Down syndrome are like, but I'm still a person. Like my community still deserves to live on. Yeah. You're thinking it's better to eradicate us, but we're still people. Like there's nothing wrong with us. So, yeah. I mean, it brings up an entirely like different topic. Yeah. Like, you know, eugenics and everything. It's come up like a couple of times Um, and how, and how awful it is. And you bring up a good point where it's like, even things that we perceive as we, that we like, you know, maybe perceived as traits that aren't as advantageous to use very technical terms. They in theory in, you know, are like are continually changing it like, both cultural and just like physical environments, they could, we could find that like certain things do become more advantageous despite our like preconceived like biases about them. And just because, you know, there's all of that, you know, prejudice around certain things, it's all, I mean, that's exactly what it is. It's prejudice. And just because someone isn't exactly the same as like everybody else, you're right. doesn't make them any less of a person. Yeah. Well, that got, yeah, it got a lot, a lot more, uh, a lot more serious than I intended it to, but not in a bad way. But yeah, oh yeah, hope. What was the? What do you think this was? We kind of really did come around to it again. Uh, I'm assuming it had something to do with if you could guide evolution or like how I don't know something around evolution, obviously. Well, yeah, um, it was a little. <laughs> it was a little more broad. It was just the next step in human evolution. Okay, so less guiding and just yeah. I I did a really bad job at trying to keep you from figuring it out i also did in the last episode but he still just didn't take the hit <laughs> but yeah okay all right josie do like a do an outro um and a smile cracked across my face as we all said goodbye. <laughs> thank you for hosting this episode josie um where can people oh, no find you oh i don't have any sort of social media that's something that people should look for no, no. I said, where can people find you? Like, could you provide your home address or? <laughs> I I think you should provide yours first as the host. Well, anyways, that's all the time we have for mm-hmm. this week. Uh, thank you again for coming. Mm-hmm. Any last words, Hope? Absolutely not. <laughs> all right. We'll see you. We'll see you guys next time.